0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: So why are they called Blade Runners? Because they rarely run. And they don't use Blades.
2: You've got me. I don't know. Sounds cool, doesn't it?
1: But it's not at all relevant.
2: And in the new one, there's only one. There's not 200, 2,409, is there? What? In the new one, there's only one Blade Runner. Ronnie,
1: that's the year. Oh.
2: <laughs> Hello there. It's me, Lonnie. And I'm not a replicant. Definitely or, the kind
1: of thing Replicant
2: would say. Well, do I just think that? Are you real? Yeah. Who's real? Have you had dreams about unicorns recently? No. Or are you just making me think that?
1: Eh. Uh, one of those. You'd, episodes tell me, you? it? You'd, <laughs> let, you'd
2: let me know, wouldn't you, if you're Replicant?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll give you a heads
2: up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is I Only Like You, a film review podcast. And TV. Yes, and TV. Let's
1: not discriminate here. Well,
2: true. We have watched Blade Runner 2049 and also Blade Runner 1 <laughs> because Sine hadn't seen that before.
1: I hadn't seen it, so I watched it in preparation.
2: Sine has very strong opinions about these two movies. I do. So we, from the start, new one is really good and you should watch it. Yeah. And you shouldn't listen to this if you haven't watched it because we're going to get in the issues – going to get down and dirty, it's going to get mucky, so now he's going to lay down the law.
1: Well, hang on, no, I actually quite enjoyed it.
2: Oh, yeah, but you have some opinions have some... about things.
1: What a, what a shock that I have an opinion <laughs> about something. <laughs> so, so if you haven't seen this one, go watch it. Yes, I think you do need to watch the first one to fully get this because it does reference a lot of things and it's not just like it would help – you know, provide further information, I think it's necessary because some of the storylines continue.
2: So I think you could maybe get away with it, but it wouldn't be quite the same. You'd
1: have questions.
2: So just watch it in the first place and yeah, your questions will be answered. And
1: just, you know, don't let it put you off this one, the old one, if you haven't seen it.
2: Yeah, because so we watched the the first one. You were like, oh, I don't really want to see the next one now, but we persevered and...
1: Right, so we're getting spoilers, right? Yes,
2: it's happening now. Okay. Right, so
1: turn off, listen at your peril, that kind of thing.
2: Just start. We've been saying that for.
1: (laughs) What was with the first movie? What was that? What was that? What was that? What what happened there? Someone just vomited some sci-fi ideas, and they tried to pick bits out to make a film.
2: Kind of, it's from a book, so. And then.
1: And then we just added a really weird rape scene in there for not really much reason. But it wasn't really like we were all okay with the rape scene. And no, we weren't. No, it, the people in the film. Oh right. Okay. Doesn't get punished for it. She goes off with him. La di da
2: Well, you you said that article this week. You sent it to me on the Roger Ebert website. Mm-hmm. He's not the he's not the hero, he's the villain in the first movie. Yes. This is Deckard. Harrison Ford. Yes. I think it kind of fits because it's noir. I'm not trying to defend the rape scene because that's awful and that wasn't necessary at all. But it definitely changed it and nothing would have been lost or added. So I said to this during the week, I don't think you should really have rape scenes in movies, but just like just don't do it. Don't play other ways of doing stuff, right? But if you're going to do it, at least have a purpose for it and have have it make sense or something, you know?
1: Well, that's the thing in that article, and I'm sure we can link to it on our um, in the description notes or whatever, is that the point of it was, like, he didn't get punished for that, though? Like, if he was the bad guy and that was to show how awful he was, then nothing came of it, which makes me think that wasn't the purpose. That was just how they thought this could... Well, I
2: think that's how they thought romantic scenes were, like, yes. sometimes back, that's what I mean. back in the day. Yeah. So definitely that's, that's a weird bit. And it does take a gloss off the rest of the film. Hmm. The first film, one I don't think, is that great, actually. It's got a really cool world-building... It was a cool idea of of the future and of a sci-fi movie, which you know, hadn't been done perhaps yeah like that before. So that's great. And the rest of it doesn't really it doesn't work. Fit. it
1: doesn't work. It doesn't work. I think the hard thing is um, for me because I hadn't seen it. I'd seen all of the um, like examples that had used that that had built on that, which do it better. So to go see the original, which, you know, you can appreciate was the first one to kind of do this kind of stuff. It's hard to still like it when there's better movies that have come since that have been able to capitalise on that idea and, and get their ideas across. Like it's, it's a mess. The first film is a mess.
2: Yeah, I think it's there's something admirable, admirable about it though. It's unique and it, it does all those crazy stuff all that crazy stuff that is new, so that's that's good. Mm. But you're right, as a as a movie it doesn't really work. Plot, but you know, it's, you know, movies movies. I know, I know. Yeah, it just it it have annoyed to
1: work. me the plot didn't work at all. The bad guy was suddenly the big bad in like 10 minutes to go and mm-hmm. there, there was no agency. Like you told me Harrison Ford even said he's supposed to be a detective and all he does is look through one drawer and gets the answers and it's just yeah, I, it did make me not really want to go see this new one, but I'm so glad I did because yeah. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. It's long, the long film, but even though I was aware of the fact that it was long, I wasn't bored or annoyed because it was interesting. Everything that was happening was interesting and I thought it was all relevant.
2: Um, yeah, nothing wrong with having a long movie as long as it exactly interesting.
1: Yeah. I did have a slight issue with where they chose to end the film um, because they kind of ended it, midway through a storyline or, like, a side storyline um, when previously in the film they'd followed those tangents for a little bit. Like, you could have chosen that moment an hour ago and that still would have had the same effect. So I'm interested why they chose, like, the fourth time they were going down a tangent to end it midway and I think that's a bit of sequel baiting there and I don't think it was really that necessary.
2: I think it ended... Not at a final culmination, it ended at a new beginning.
1: Okay, yeah. So,
2: I yeah, I, I agree with you that it, it was, it ended with potential for more story, but I think it was that was in a way so the the love who was chasing after Ryan Gosling and Harrison mm-hmm. towards the end, she's taken care of, she's dead.
1: His story's done.
2: And Ryan's story's done, mm. and there's a potential for a new beginning with Harrison and his daughter. So, that, that's what I think. Yeah. But, and also, it has been it had been going for 160 minutes by that stage. I couldn't keep really going much further. No, so. that's what
1: I'm saying. But, like, what? Um, there's that question of where do you end, though? Like, it had followed so many of those little tangents.
2: But I think it was getting to the point where this will happen. There's potential yeah. for a, the new beginning.
1: With the uprising and all that kind of thing.
2: So, yeah, I was okay with that. But I definitely see where you're coming from. I don't think a film can hint at different storylines and hint at what else is happening forever. Mm. Eventually you got to do the stuff, you know.
1: Well, I think that annoys me because I worry that they're setting it too much up for a sequel. or well, not a sequel, but something, another film in this universe with the Underground Society kind of thing, Replicants Uprising, that sort of thing. Yeah,
2: to, to a certain extent it's great when you're hinting at other stuff happening in this world so it's not just yeah exactly. this one character doing this one thing. So that was cool. Yeah. But... Eventually, you do have to fulfill that potential.
1: Mm.
2: Like, but I guess if this was Ryan's story, it's it's over, so...
1: Yeah, that's a fair point.
2: Harrison was really a cameo, wasn't it? He wasn't in the movie Well, <laughs> that I, much. S-
1: I said to you, I know this can't happen, right? But I can dream. <laughs> How cool would it have been if we didn't know that he was in this film? If it was just another film set in the universe and he wasn't in all the promo stuff and he wasn't doing press, and then he gets revealed, he steps out of the shadows. They make it a big reveal anyway, and all this, you know, resurgence of Harrison as a an older actor. They did the same thing in the new Star Wars, and they did the same thing here where it's a big reveal that he steps out of the shadows and it's Harrison Ford. It would have been so cool if we didn't see that coming, kind of like, spoiler alert, in Split, which we reviewed on the podcast. If we didn't know that about the twist, or it could have been a twist, I don't know, just I would have been so excited by that moment and I feel like everyone in the cinema could have, you know, gasped and really Mm -hmm. expected something. But as you said, if you do something like that, it's going to come out anyway, it's going to be spoiled. So rather than doing that and having a letdown, may as well use him for promo stuff and drum up interest.
2: Also, if they hadn't said that Harrison was in the movie and it was still a mystery, still potentially happening, every single article, everything in the lead-up to the movie being released would have been about... Who well, is Harrison in the movie? No one knows. Yeah. So it wouldn't have been about the movie. It would have been about that instead. Fair so, enough. So, yeah, it's impossible to do. I know, but it, well, it would have been cool. Yeah, it would have been so cool. And the, the part was still good, and Harrison did a great performance, but it was... Mm. It is weird when he's, like, billed just like Ryan Gosling, and he's probably in 20 minutes of it out of yeah. 160. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, that's cool as well. Maybe that's a better use of his character.
1: Robin Wright's in the film, which I had no idea, and she is incredible and amazing, as she always is. And I think the film did a really clever job of um, cutting out any of the questions about who is a replicant and who isn't. So we know that Ryan Gosling's one, and then it's kind of turned on its head and we're like, I don't know, there was a bit there where I was like, oh, is he is he human? Is that what it's going to turn out to be? You know, they went the other way with it rather than, the Harrison Ford way, which everyone yeah. reads into that.
2: So. Well, that wasn't answered definitively for no. Deckard, which is cool. I didn't, I don't want them to ever do that. Yeah. It's kind of cool that No one knows. Can
1: I, can I give you my reasons why I think he is? Yes. So when we finished the first film, and I've been quite sheltered with Blade Runner and didn't really understand it, but my first reaction after watching the film was that he was definitely a replicant, not having heard any of the speculation about it reasons why i think he is in this new one is because well there's a few moments one when he gets captured by fringe and mick fringe face don't know her name other evil replicant lady love sure and he says where are we going and she says we're going home implying manufacturing thing warehouse because he's a replicant also you said Ryan ran through the wall though and Deckard didn't, he opened the door. But maybe that's just because he was an older model of the replicants and they're constantly updating and constantly knowing how to mm-hmm. do stuff, mm-hmm. right? And also it would make sense, wouldn't it, in the first film to send a replicant to go kill all the other people? Why would you, like if you're in this future, why would you have human risk themselves like that when there's no like risk to sending a replicant out because worst case scenario, he dies too, cool, that's another one gone.
2: Yep. You know, and Jared Leto had that weird bit when he brought in Rachel again. He seemed to imply that Deckard was perhaps created or to to, ha- to be a procreating robot. <laughs> That's what he said. But you know, there's not necessarily definitive proof. It remains unsolved. So it
1: does remain unsolved. The thing is, though, the director of the first film says that he was, and Harrison says that he isn't. So Mm -hmm. I think he probably is, but Harrison's not playing him as one. He's not acting it. Deckard like a replicant, which fits because maybe Deckard doesn't know that he is one.
2: Without unpicking the scab that is here, it doesn't matter what the director says. Some argue.
1: We had a disagreement, (laughs) listeners, in the past few nights about what the true meaning of something is and yes of course it's the kind of intellectual debate that lonnie and i have but i am of the camp that you can think what you want and you can interpret everything how you like but at the end there is one true meaning which is what the creator intended for that to be
2: death the author baby author doesn't matter text is a text
1: yeah, and you can read a text however Meaning you want. it's
2: created between the audience and absolutely, the
1: Absolutely, absolutely. You can have open endings, you can read into things, you can play. That's all fine. Just so you know, at the end of the day...
2: Well, Ridley Scott also reckons that that rape scene wasn't a rape scene, so does, is he wrong? It's not the same so, thing. who's right there?
1: Okay, we're not continuing this argument on the podcast.
2: Well, you interpret it differently than he did, so guess that means you're wrong.
1: I think the film won at conveying the ideas of the first one. Like it executed them much clearer and much um, sleeker. I love the look of the film. It was beautiful to look at.
2: Yeah, Roger Deakins. Reckon they'll get an Oscar finally? I think
1: they will, yeah. I don't think it'll be nommed for best picture or best director, but I think DOP or something. it's
2: a famous meme that Roger Deakins has never won an Oscar for his work even though he's done lots of great films over the years so yeah it's a bit like leo hopefully just gets it people can chuff about it.
1: <laughs> one thing that it, it have
2: sh- that so good as well
1: one thing that it shouldn't get an oscar nom for is its sound mixing i think that's my biggest thing with watching this film i was so taken out of it with the music um because it's so you know synthetic and He's literally just walking down the street and it's like big drones like it's War of the Worlds crap. And I think, in fairness, our cinema had the sound up far too high so you could hear the Mm -hmm. um, peaking and the reverberations and everything. But it went way too heavy. Like we know when a dramatic moment is dramatic. We don't need to be handheld that much. We get it, you know.
2: I agree with you. Went too far, but I kind of liked it because it was a very different atmosphere to most movies.
1: It was definitely a very it individual
2: sound, wasn't it? a new, unique way of sound mixing. So you know, well, at least it worked well for this world. So that was cool, I thought. Mm. But it did get a bit distracting, and I think it's one of those ones. You're watching at home, you'll be like turning it down for the music and up for the dialogue. I hate when you that definitely happens. will be. Yeah, so,
1: I think the bits in the film, like when. Um, Ryan was able to break through the wall and when he was looking at the records and was able to move his eyes really fast and check them all, they were really cool because we were able to see sort of his powers, in inverted commas, um, at play and I really wish that the film had done some more of that. I would have liked to see some more things that replicants could do that other humans couldn't because for the most part he was just a human for 90% of the movie and then he had a few cool things that he did where you're like, oh, okay, you're a bit different.
2: Um I think it's not that different to us, no? Yeah. The human like.
1: See here's the thing. In the future, I really don't think people are gonna want human like robots. We'll want robots to be as robot like as possible. Because Yeah,
2: well it's the un- uncanny valley sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I think it I think it'll creep us out too much. And also we've got all these examples of like dystopian society. See what happens, you know?
2: Well, that's the point of the movie, he's getting called skin job, skinner, all those things, people hate him.
1: Mm-hmm
2: the new racism.
1: Can I just say it was really funny watching the original Blade Runner. I think it takes place in 2019. Mm. And it always strikes me as hilarious how they think life will be so different in like a few years because that's two years from now.
2: Yeah. Although,
1: you know, with the current political climate, it's not that hard to imagine <laughs> a society yeah. like that.
2: It's pretty different to what like, 1982 or whenever the first film was made. But yeah, exactly. Not to the extent that it's... Flying cars and stuff.
1: What I'm saying is, are we doing the same thing now with 2049? And then when we watch it in, like, 2047, they'll be like, oh, they were so quaint thinking yeah. we have all these things.
2: I think it's the it's the same distance, like, in a way, 2049 is the one when the first movie was made, I think, yeah. to now. So, but yeah, I liked all the hints of what has happened in the past, like, all in the sorry, in the intervening years, like, Big Blackout, and destroyed all the records. That was cool.
1: Yeah, I thought that was cool. Nice that those things were hinted at. Yeah,
2: and, and not apparently really they've explained. they've done a few um, short films that are like transmedia in the world, and they're doing an anime apparently.
1: Oh, cool. That.
2: So that's kind of cool. Yeah, just good. I don't feel like you need to have watched them. It doesn't like well, the, the things like Twenty Forty Nine has stood on its own. There it Wasn't nothing much there that I was like, oh, this doesn't make sense because I don't understand. But it's cool to track down those.
1: Yeah, definitely. Other things. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't think we haven't got flying cars by now. I don't know if we'll have them in
0: 2049. I, we're more
1: likely to have underground stuff like tubes and self driving, you know, things that you sit on like subways yeah. that are underneath.
2: Well, self driving cars will take over apparently.
1: Yeah, but I don't think it will go up. I think yeah. It will go down under the ground. Why do say that? Because we already have the technology to kind of do that. We just need to put all the bits together.
2: We have planes.
1: Well, yeah, but maybe.
2: Okay, so we're going to come to the biggest gripe that Sine had with the film. And not not just you, actually. Lots of people are having the same mm. gripe. Representation of certain characters, particularly women and Asian people. And in the Lighthouse case, the lack of representation. Because even though we're in the future and it's a heavily inspired Asian, Asian-infused America, no Asian people.
1: There's no... Pretty weird. All, Pretty weird, weird, if you ask me. Yeah,
2: our friend Nelly Tran has been saying that on Twitter. I say our friend. We just like her. we d-
1: she would be our friend though.
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah, very good point. Why? Why not? What's going on? Is Everyone that- can speak Chinese and whatever. I know. Or, yeah. Or whatever the Asian language they were, they were had on the yes. um, lettering and the ads and stuff. So, what gives?
1: I think I didn't have. This isn't me on my high horse being like, this is a success film, you know. And I don't have an issue with saying it when it is, see our Suicide Squad episode. It just um, kind of every time it came on screen, I kind of went, hmm, is that necessary? You know, like there are so many boobs in this film, so many boobs. Boobs on replicants, boobs on advertising, boobs on statues. And interestingly, all the boobs have erect nipples, which someone needs to look at their, do their biology lesson again. I just, if it's
2: a replica. maybe that's how they're designed.
1: Well, there you go. I'm just saying. I just think it's interesting, there's no male nudity in the film, not even a butt, but we're so obsessed with female nudity and toplessness and everything that is. I just didn't think it was necessary. I know I'm not alone because lots of people have been, you know, jumping on the outrage bandwagon about this.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The
1: only thing I could think, which we discussed when we were leaving the film, is that maybe it's on purpose because it is showing a society where women are still treated as sex objects, lesser than men, that kind of thing.
2: I've also seen a some people was trying to say that maybe it's designed in society, and especially for the replicants, to keep them under control. Okay. The male replicants, yeah. Like Ryan Gosling wasn't out killing people because he had the girlfriend on the yeah the her sort of yeah thing. So not about that, but you're right. I think I didn't hate it, and I, I'm, I'm with you. I hate when. People are sexualized for no reason on the movie. For this one, I felt like was at least almost a reason for it all. Mm. It almost all served a point. But I don't know. You could have done them without all that stuff and it would have been fine. So yeah. why bother?
1: Well, to negate the reason that I just gave, maybe it is to show this dystopian world and showing the parallels. They're not actually that different from how we are now. Robin Wright's character is in charge of this big sort of replicant police force thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and if that was the case, I would have liked to see if it was the case that women were still treated as, you know, still discriminated against and sexism was still happening, then I would have liked to see an example with her character because not once once was she treated like she was not as important as a man in her position, um, not once did people not listen to her, not once did people not make fun of her, that kind of thing. I think if your point is that women aren't being treated well in the society, then you can't have a woman up on a pedestal in charge of everything who doesn't get any of that. And then I know the the inverse is saying, well, maybe it's both, you know, like now we have women in charge and women are also, you know, discriminated against. But I don't know. For me, it just seems like a bit of a cop-out to say that about the film.
2: The bad guy was a woman as well.
1: Yeah, um,
2: fringe right. <laughs> she's called.
1: She is, and that's great. Like it's great. But I don't think that's enough.
2: I didn't mind the fact that Ryan Gosling had a her like girlfriend who was a robot. Because like people saying like you know, sex object and sex robot and stuff. But I think that point was showing that even the replicant needed some sort of connection. Yes. And it was coming through a perhaps AI sort of situation, and did she really love him, or was she? That was just her programming. Just like, did he really believe the things he believed, or was it yeah. just his programming? So yeah. that was definitely fine by me because it seemed to have. That a point. was fine
1: too, and people seem to have an issue with that little threesome thing. I had no issue with that. Everyone was seemingly consensual in that. The only one who really wasn't was Ryan Gosling's character, who was kind of convinced into doing it. He didn't, wasn't really willing at the beginning.
2: Um, and then it was also turned on its head because. The prostitute came over. Yes. Went there to plant the tracking device exactly. in him. So she had an ulterior motive anyway. And it
1: was for a purpose. It wasn't.
2: And, yeah, sure, Lauren, The <laughs> perhaps the, the robot doesn't have, like, can't give consent because it is yeah. programmed like that. But my, my point there is probably that's, that's partly the point.
1: point. Yeah. And also she gave consent to the limit that she could. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: And I think I think that's the point at the end when he saw the the ad for her and she called him Joe, because that was implying that maybe she, the love thing was fake and maybe they were all like that and they just wanted to. Oh yeah, there's
2: you a, know. There's, they're all programmed to be like her, being yeah, like a personal, yeah, girlfriend or boyfriend. I like
1: the idea that she would have another like AI system, like a pet or something, mm. and then that pet would also <laughs> have another AI rat, and then it just keeps going. <laughs>
2: Yeah, all every, well, every AI has,
1: has another, another AI. AI they
2: forced to love them. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was definitely something going on there with the representation of women. And it's, it's, it's a weird thing to say. Oh, the film is great, except how it treated its women. Because yeah, you know, like that should that should be a very it should be an, an aim of all films to be treating women properly. Yeah. And also, if if not, there is some sort of purpose for it. Like, like obviously, there's films about racism. We can't be upset when they show racism, but They do it for a defined purpose. Those sort of things just seem like blind spots, didn't they? They did, yeah.
1: They did. Having said, like we're nitpicking here, I actually really enjoyed the film. Yeah, that's all we do on this this
2: podcast is talk about the shit bits. (laughs) We should really talk about the great bits, shouldn't we?
1: Cinematography was great. I said that. (laughs) Performances are amazing. Set design is incredible. Um, story makes sense. Ryan Gosling's character has agency. He actually goes and investigates things and follows leads. And um, has
2: agency in the sense he's told to do everything, though.
1: Well, yeah, but he still does stuff. He doesn't just sit there like Harrison Ford and just look at a picture.
2: Yeah. Two of the. Well, Harrison in the first one, he, he finds the snake girl. That's good. And then he just shoots him back, which really is weird.
1: Mm-hmm. And then the
2: other dude just turns up and is like, hey, I'm going to kill you now, and he gets him. Yeah. I like the new version of the test they do, they can just... Point the little ray gun in their eyes and work out if they're replicant or not. Yeah. That was cool.
1: Yeah. The, the opening sequence of the film was incredible. Like I was on board after five minutes because it was so great. It put us right into the middle of a situation. There was no exposition. We just had to figure out what it all meant and we kind of all knew. We knew he was there to kill Drax and we knew Drax knew that he was going to be killed. Mm-hmm. And it was just...
2: Classic action movie starting with The Last Mission. It was just But that actually was though. part of the overall plot. So exactly, that was good. exactly. It's Kind of like Indiana Jones when in the first bit no, it doesn't matter.
1: No, it was just I don't know. I really I thought it was really clever. I thought the dialogue was really clever. I loved the way it looked. I loved the way that it was kind of slow and we got us in there and gave us information, but it wasn't overloading us with information. And it just felt really realistic. Like we were just there. That's the world. Done. It mm-hmm. wasn't. Here's the world in 2049. It is like this kind of thing. Um, so. I was on board from the get-go with this film because I really, really loved it.
2: And if there are to be more movies in this franchise, mm. I'd, I'd be okay with it because this one was so great.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: But, again, I don't want it to be a straight sequel. Perhaps it's another film that comes out in, like, 10 years talking about like just another chapter of this world. Well, you know? the storyline
1: that needs to be followed is sort of the uprising of the replicants, isn't it, mm. and the fact that they know that they can have babies now. So what happened with the baby? So the baby wasn't Ryan Gosling. The baby was... Was the girl? The girl. So
2: who makes the memories?
1: Who makes the memories? Bubble Girl. The,
2: the memory maker.
1: And her dad was Harrison Ford, and her mum was Rachel. Rachel. Mm-hmm. But in the picture, that wasn't Rachel holding her. That was Dave Ortiz's wife.
2: It was, no, it was the woman with one eye, wasn't it?
1: Oh, woman with one eye was. Because Drax helped deliver the baby. So that C section stuff, that was all real.
2: Mm-hmm. And But they buried the body there because. They buried the body. Rachel died in childbirth.
1: Yes. But then they sent the kid away to the orphanage, and that's where the memory came from.
2: Yeah, and they sent her away as a boy. They tampered with right, the That's right. Yes, to make her. Yes, 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 yes. So if, if anyone were to was to find her, it would be a uh, looking for a boy, which is why Ryan Gosling thought it might have been him.
1: I know. I know. Can I tell the listeners about the thing that I don't get though? Why, when she looked at his memory and he's like, hey, is this a real memory or not, at that point thinking that he was the kid and knowing that it was a real memory meant that he was the kid, why didn't she be like, yeah, it's a real memory, but P.S., don't stress, that's me, you're safe. Why didn't she say anything when he was freaking out, flipping the chair?
2: Because I don't think she knew if she could trust him or not. One day she's living in a bubble and this dude turns up and is like, hey, tell me about this memory. She doesn't know if he's going to kill her, if he if she... If he That's true, her, I guess. tells her the truth, tells him the truth.
1: Yeah. And she did say that she tries not to put her own memories in things. Well, it's
2: legal, so. supposedly. Yeah. I don't think she, and also there's a certain extent, how much does she know about the the uprising and the replicants? Like, Does she even know she's a replicant? Yeah, so what cause... do you
1: think? Do you think she knew all that, knew who her dad was, knew all that stuff?
2: Well, as far as I know, the film doesn't say the way, or if it did, I'd miss
0: that.
1: Well, she didn't recognise Harrison when he came in. She said, just yeah. wait a second, and she looked at him. Yeah. So I th- kind of thought if she knew the yeah. full story, she would have known him, wouldn't she? Because she wasn't like a baby baby when she was sent away, was she? She was like a kid. I guess so. But maybe he left before that because he had he to left, leave. He didn't
2: even know her at all, I think. Yeah. But did he even know that Rachel had died? Yes. I, I'm, I'm still not sure. quite sure, just watching it one time, whether how much she knows about her past. Does she even know that she's born of replicants?
1: Yeah, know? I think.
2: And, and like, did she know that memory that she had put into Ryan Gosling, did she know the significance of that, mm. meaning that that memory equals you are the child of replicants, you know?
1: Yeah. I think it's one of those films you can watch a few times and get different readings out of it, um, mm. which I don't have an issue with. I have an issue with where you don't understand it and you have to do background research afterwards. I don't mind if all the answers are contained in the film, and it's just rewards repeated viewing, Sure, I think that's clever storytelling. Um, Because there are some questions that I had, you know, watching it that I think will be answered when I watch it a second time, especially that weird sequence in the casino with the Elvis and Meryl Monroe and everything. Like that was so weird, and I think I was just caught up on how weird that was. I need to watch it again now that I know what happens and break all that down.
2: One final thing I say about The Child is that, I'd be way more into the fact that Rachel was Deckard's lost love and that seeing her again with, like, the replicant, that Jared Leto, who's, like, weird in the film, but whatever,
1: mm. that
2: he brings out and he gets all upset about it. I'd be all for that if Harrison hadn't, like, raped her and convinced her to be with him in the I first place. I know. Film. I don't think
1: you can say. They weren't
2: lovers. They weren't, like. Star-crossed bloody... lovers. No, it's not, it's not a hard and layer situation or something. No. Yeah.
1: He'd known it for, like, a day.
2: Mm. Also, I've got something. Someone tried a PhD about this. Yeah. Harrison Ford, going back to his old roles in his older age, mm-hmm. fine, but in all the films, he's got a complicated relationship with his daughter or his or his child.
1: Oh yeah. Indiana Jones. Yeah.
2: Before it's the whole thing about him and Shia LaBeouf.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The new Star Wars, it's all about him and Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Got a weird situation. He's a deadbeat dad in both. His, in all three of these <laughs> films, actually. <laughs> And Blade Runner, he left straight away, had nothing to do with his kid. I think there's something to be said about Harrison and our idea of the masculine man of the nineteen eighties and how we reconcile that with him as an older man. Jeez. And now he hasn't he's not aiming up as a father figure. Okay. You know, I'm not the one to do it. You can do it if you want, but Okay. There's something in that, isn't there? There
1: is something there, yeah. I just have a quick question about the baby thing. Why did Jared Leto rip out the replicant's womb?
2: I think because it it was barren.
1: Ah, so he was trying to create replicants who would have babies.
2: Yes, but he didn't have the knowledge.
1: Correct, and then Which they figured out wanted, how to do it on their own anyway.
2: Well, he want no. He, the Tyrell from the first movie had worked it out with Rachel.
1: Right, so but she,
2: they didn't have those records anymore.
1: Right, so Rachel was created to
2: have a baby. model, yeah. Right. So, as far as we know, in the world, and also as audience members, I think. As far as we know, she is the only one who ever had that ability. And so what they want to do is find the child. And so Robin Wright wanted to find the child and kill it because she was worried that yep. if they found out there'd be like a big war and whatever. And
1: the one-eyed lady wants to find it so that they can okay. uprise.
2: And Jared Luda wanted to find her or him, the child, mm. so they could work out how it was born and how they could create the technology right. for their own profit. And
1: he he offered Harrison, we can give you a Rachel replicant if you help us out, out." but he didn't get that right. So why would he want to be able to make replicants that could have kids though? Jared Leto, why would that not put him out of business?
2: That's a very good question. I'm not sure if that is really resolved in the film. Supposedly it was because if they could mate with each other and create new replicants, it would cut down on costs and they could send them all across the galaxy and they could still be making new ones.
1: Ah, okay. So I instead
2: guess. of, you know... It's like so it's like a bonus.
1: Like, they wouldn't stop manufacturing. They just have these extra ones.
2: Yeah, and it's like, you know, we can make a million and then they all have kids and then suddenly we've got two million and then yeah. a couple of generations we've got billions running around.
0: Yeah.
2: So and I think that was his idea about... And because they're still replicants, they're like indentured servants slash slaves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that would be this breeding more and more slaves for themselves. Yeah. So... Yeah, like it was an interesting concept, but I'm not sure. Yeah, you're right. If the replicants can do that themselves, why can't? Like, why do we even need him creating replicants mm. in the first place? Unless, you know, he's doing stuff to their brains and whatever, yeah. like, and the memories and yeah. et etc. Et okay, final point. The most important point of the whole movie.
1: <laughs> it's just a little point.
2: I think it's the most important one.
1: When there is a dog in your film, filmmakers, whether it's a real dog or not, I can't concentrate on the rest of the film because I'm so preoccupied with the dog's safety.
2: Even if it's like a comedy, a rom com, you still worry about the dog?
1: Yes. I am! I
2: know what you mean. I'm and the too. dog
1: gets knocked unconscious when they're at the casino-y thing. What what, what happens, happens to, to the dog? The dog?
2: <laughs> Is the dog okay? I
1: think it, I think it's okay, and don't you dare tweet at me and say it died. I think the dog's okay because I think it ended up with the one-eyed lady and people. Okay.
2: Yeah, the the nice prostitute is looking after it.
1: Yes, and I don't care if that's not what happened, and you have evidence. Do not tweet at me, listener. Don't do it. It's just I.
2: So what if what if villain view tweets at you, the director, and says the dog died. Death the author, baby.
1: I don't know. We'll cross that ridge when we come to it.
2: Yes, I, but I agree. The, the dog is fine.
1: I'm half jesting here, but also I'm sure I'm not the only one who's, like, preoccupied with something else while the it's film's a, going on.
2: Yeah, and then we don't even know what happens to him. Just one shot of him getting a belly rub, i don't getting a belly
1: rub, having a little, little play fetch. <laughs> having <the drink laughs> having some whiskey on the ground.
2: But the dangling plot thread that they doesn't get resolved.
1: I just, I find it really difficult to... Stop worrying about the dog and actually focus on what happened in the film. So I think that's why I need to watch it again because I missed half of
2: that. Most importantly, is the dog real or is it a replicant?
1: I don't know. What do you reckon?
2: Well, I think in the first movie they talk about that owl being like, created yeah. and it's a bit of a, a thread through both movies that in the society animals are highly valued Yes. because there aren't many left. Yes. Quite all, maybe not any the left. same as like,
1: how the prostitute freaks out about the tree. She's never seen a tree.
2: Yeah, or, or wood or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and that, and and in the first film, it's, the snake was there, but it was not real. The was snake it. wasn't real. Yeah. So I think it's likely the dog isn't real, but little puppy. So he's uh, real to us. Yeah. Well,
1: because because I am the captain now. Guy I said, "Do you want a horse?" But I don't know if he meant. I think he meant fake horse, didn't he?
2: Yeah, I think he was saying I can get you. Or well, maybe he's got.
1: Well, he we'll was think, kind of like a, who a who black happening. market thing. Yeah. Maybe.
2: Have you seen, like, the fan theories that Blade Runner happened in the same universe as Mad Max?
1: No. but That's interesting.
2: Yeah, there's obviously nothing to it, really.
1: So but- what's that? It's not real. It's not real, these fan theories, but it's cool that they can have fun and speculate, but we all know that it's not real. Ha-ha, I win! <laughs> no,
2: you can speculate all you want. I'm saying that what the author says doesn't mean is the absolute gospel truth okay I'm, I'm with you everyone's is as long as the evidence well it, there's evidence in the thing you can take in the text you can make anything you want of it so is mad can, match
1: just happening in australia and
2: well his idea is that in la
1: <laughs> got played runner
2: that's the idea that things got so bad in australia they've just pulled us off and we run around in the desert killing each other
1: Oh yeah,
2: And the rest of the world's like... Fine. <laughs> well, they're all off-world, aren't they? They're all trying to get off. People yeah, want that's people true. And...
1: They say that you stayed behind, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Hmm.
2: Which is another reason why perhaps Harrison is a replicant because lots of the humans have left already.
1: Elon Musk with his space travel. Not until 2028. The Hank and John reference. You won't get it. Sorry.
2: Okay. Well, there are our scattered thoughts of Blade Runner 2049. Or are they? Were these memories just implanted? Do we know anything?
1: Well, we'd have no way of knowing, would we? Yeah. If all our memories together, like all our whole relationship.
2: It could have been like a, a chip in our brain that someone put in literally five minutes ago. We wouldn't know.
1: That's a bit depressing, isn't it? Well, if it is, we can't do anything about it, yeah, so let's I still just. I like it. So. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. Thank you very much for listening. If you like this podcast, great.
1: Give it a share, give it a like, tweet no, at us. Don't
2: tell them what to do. They can make up their own minds. I
1: can tell them what to do and they can choose not to. Fine. Mm, if you would so like to... Oh, my God.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Goodbye.
2: Thank you. Goodbye.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.